listening to A Quiet Mind. Hello everyone, and welcome back to another podcast from A Quiet Mind. I know I've been away for a while, been quite busy here working in this material construct, bringing home the said bacon, (laughs) if you will. Um, And while we're on that, subject a listener recently wrote in and is uh very curious about why we are so fixated on the material and i do also believe that it is a quite interesting topic because sometimes i imagine you know what would i do if Everything was provided for me. In other words, I didn't have to worry about having to, um, you know, buy clothes, uh, pay my rent, pay my bills, buy food, pay to go to the doctor, pay to go to the dentist, you know, have to go in and do the work-a-day thing, spend my 40, 50, 60 hours a week at work. Um, What would happen if I just simply didn't have to worry about this anymore. How would I live my life? What would I do with my time? And I say to myself, well, obviously I would podcast a lot more. I would uh, return a lot of the emails that I get a little bit quicker. Um, Maybe my mind would be focused more on the spiritual rather than uh, the material in life. And that's a wonderful wish. And also, it's another another trick that the ego mind wants to play on us that uh, we can't quite possibly live a spiritual life while we are working out there in um, the world, where we're out there scratching a living for ourselves, like we have to do, we seemingly have to do. Um, that's the trick answer to this question. Uh, so why then are we stuck in the material? Why does that matter to us? Why can't we just, um, you know, like St. Francis, we just, uh, you know, take off all of our clothes and wander into the woods and, uh, let everything be taken care of by a higher being, a higher source. Don't they know, um, what's better for us anyway? I mean, if we get out of the way, and uh, we stop thinking what's best for us, and we let that all go, and then just let our lives be led by s- nature, some kind of higher source, uh, our higher self, whatever you want to call it. Wouldn't wouldn't we live a better, more peaceful, grounded spiritual life if we got our minds completely out of the picture and stopped focusing on the material and all the things that we need, all the things that we want. And if we're honest with ourselves, this just seems to go on and on and on. You know, we fulfill one want or one need or one desire, and another comes in immediately. 
Now we want uh, another thing. It's like when, when we were children, or if you observe children, they, get, uh, they have a want or a need or a desire for a certain toy. Then they get that toy, and then they play with it for a while, and they're right on to the next one, and the next, and the next. This is something that is instilled in us very early in our lives. It isn't something that we have acquired recently because, um, you know, we work all the time. And I see one of the things that that's a trap is that, you know, we work all the time. We work very hard. Maybe we don't get recognized at what we're doing at our job. So we're going to reward ourselves because nobody else will, right? Nobody else is going to reward us. So we'll go over to, uh, you know, Best Buy or whatever and get the doorbuster special uh, 58-inch flat screen that's uh, marked down from $5,000 to $3,000 and uh, reward ourselves. We'll give ourselves a reward. And then we feel better, don't we? We're excited. We have this big new television. We stick it up on the wall, and isn't it wonderful? We can watch our favorite movies, and we have a perfect picture, and it's huge, just like being in a movie theater. And then we get the surround sound system and the gaming system and the TiVo, and then, you know, we just keep going on and on and on. It's just never-ending. And one of the things that I've observed that I think is really remarkable in this day and age is there seems to be no limit on how much money you can spend on any given thing that there is. Because I remember when I was younger, you know, the most expensive television maybe was four or $500. It seems like now you could spend any amount on a television that you could ever imagine. You know, there's, you could spend whatever you want on a car. You know, you can buy a car for $500 or you can spend $5 million on a car. I'm sure somewhere out there, there's a car that's $5 million. So, the thing that we're doing is we're, we're filling a void that we have in us. Because we have worked all week, we haven't been recognized by anyone, we're going to reward ourselves. Because somewhere along the line, the mind has created a void that says, I must be filled. Something must be satisfied. Because we've, we've spoken about this before. We've spoken about the want, the need, the desire for things. And when we start to look at ourselves a little bit deeper, we become more self-aware, we start to see this instilled habit that we have of want and need to desire is the, the filling of the void that we have in us. Also, we tend to identify ourselves with the things that we have. This is mine. This belongs to me. Somehow, the things that we buy seem to support who we are. They make a statement as to this is who I am because these are the kind of shoes I wear and I drive this car, which is, you know, German, and this car makes a statement of who I am. I'm in it, um, you know, I'm driving, I'm listening to my music, and this is my car, and this says who I am. This says, this is Robert, this car. I identify with it. It's part of my identification. Not only that, but it, it, it fills the void in me that I have. And this works for a while on a surface level. But when we go down deeper, we start to see that no matter what, how many things we have, we still have this void within us. We still have this feeling of longing. We still have this um, need to identify and find identifiers. So as we go deeper in our spiritual practice, we begin to see that the accumulation of things 
really, when we examine closely, we start to see for ourselves, maybe we go back far enough to see that when we were children, we didn't have what it was that we wanted. Maybe our parents weren't able to give us what we wanted financially. So we suffered. All the other kids had wonderful bicycles, and we just had this, uh, you know, junky old thing that was passed down from somebody. And everybody else has a shiny new bike. So we see that there was suffering in there from not having what it was that we wanted, not having what it was that we needed, that, and, and that there needed to be the void fulfilled within us that if we look at it closely, it is only temporarily filled. Just for a moment, we feel a sense of relief. And then afterwards, there's something that's called buyer's remorse. That means we've, we've gone out on a whim, we've made a very emotional purchase, maybe it was a very expensive item that we really didn't need at all, but we, we did it and we don't even know why we, we did it. We, we're trying to fill that thing of inside of us that has this longing to understand the whole of why we're here. It's, it's we're trying to string together and connect this lost part of ourself that the mind has created. So what is that longing? If, if the fulfillment of desires on this planet, as we go from one to the other, one to the other, we never stop, we're always needing something else. We've got this, now we have to have that. It just goes on and on and on. I don't want to be here. If I was over there, I would be better. I don't want to be in this relationship right now because it's not fulfilling to me. I still have this void. I feel this sense of lack. So I'm going to move on to this other relationship. And for, for a brief moment, maybe the moment lasts for a year in a relationship, maybe six months, maybe three months, we feel somehow that we're more fulfilled. And then that wears off. And then we were, we're looking to the next relationship. We're looking to the next job. We're looking for the next car. We're looking for the next pair of shoes. We're looking for the next wonderful television, the next cool gaming system. Whatever it is, there we are, always, always, never satisfied with what we have. Now we need to examine this. First of all, we need to accept that, that that's what we're doing. We need to accept that we're constantly trying to fill a void in ourselves, okay? We don't need to identify the void right now. Just accept the fact that the need and want for material things is in the action is that, that we're trying to fill a void in us or trying to complete some part of ourself. The other thing is, is that we use it as a reward system. I've been good. I've worked very hard. I'm going to go buy this thing now because... Uh, Oh, I deserve it, right? And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with us buying things, you know, that we need to have in our life. There's no right, there's no wrong. We're just examining why we are stumbling into it rather than being aware of why we are doing it. And there's so many times that I had in my life where uh, I suffered. I suffered greatly because I didn't have the basic material things in my life. I just, I didn't have, like, I, I would have to have hand-me-down clothes. I had, you know, take, take a lot of shirts from my uncle or, you know, pants from somebody else or shoes from my dad. You know, I didn't, I just did not have the money to be able to have the basic things in life. 
And briefly, uh, several times briefly, I was actually without a home and uh, lived in the woods. So I know what that feeling is, this feeling of, you know, if I only had these things, I would feel so much better. If I only had these things to fill that void in me, that void of, of pain that I have, that sadness, that, that suffering that's deep. When I have, if I, I look at these other people that have the things that I don't have and look at how happy they are, they look so happy to me. But really, if you could go home with them at night, you would see that even though they had all of these things, that's not what makes us happy. And we know that. But why, why do we have a habit of using the material things that are around us to, to fill the void? Another thing to look at is this, that we really don't want to look at what is really bothering us. We really don't want to look at and examine the void that we have within us because it's painful, it's frightening, it's scary. We're looking into the unknown. Well, we need to sit with that. We need to sit and say, okay, look, I have this void within me. What, what is it? Why is it there? Why does it never seem to be fulfilled? No matter what I get in my life, no matter what I change, I still have this disconnected, strange, funny feeling of nothingness. Believe it or not, this nothingness is the answer to some of your deepest questions. The emptiness, the aloneness, the loneliness, the void. We fear this and we try to escape it as much as possible. We do whatever we can not to look at the void. Well, what we need to do is just, at this point, recognize these few things right now. That we have a want, a need, and a desire to fill voids that we have within us. To fill the, the emptiness that we feel. Another thing is, is that we have a habit now of buying and possessing, wanting and needing material things to try to fill the said void that we have within us. Not only that, but our society as a whole helps contribute to that when we're just bombarded over and over and over again with advertising. Wherever we look now, I mean, I know I'm, I, I like to watch TV, I like to watch a good movie, and now I see that on some of these major channels, I won't mention their name, now they have these gigantic advertising banners that run across the bottom of the movie when you're watching them, advertising another show. In any, any way they can, they're getting into our minds with this. And what, what are they doing? They have learned how to touch us at a very, very deep level. They have learned to touch on this want, this deep want and need and desire for us to fill the void that we feel. This is going to complete me. And they, the advertising people have learned how to speak to us. This will complete you. This will make you feel better, if only for a moment. This will make you feel better. So for this week, let's look at the habits that we have of trying to use the material to fill the void that we have within us, to somehow end the suffering even if it's even just for a moment, 
We can end the suffering. It's, oh, it's so blissful, isn't it? Just to end the suffering for a moment. Look at that. Look at that need and how powerful it is within us. And look at the fact that, that there's, there's some need to complete something that we call you or I, me or mine. Examine that. Sit with it. And understand that also you don't want to sit with the void that you have in you, that you want to fill it, that you want to put stuff in it. And this, we're talking about now, this is about putting material things into this said void. And the, the habit that we have of avoiding that abyss that we have within us. Because, as I said before, going into this abyss, this loneliness, and this void is one of the seven spiritual steps to a quiet mind. And a lot more on this next week. Until then, thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions at all, write to Robert at A Quiet Mind. And I know that a lot of the emails I have not been able to respond to, but uh, hopefully things may slow down a little bit for me on that end, and I'll be able to put my attention on them, because I do appreciate them. Thank you very much. And also remember to go to aquietmind.com. And if you have any thoughts and feelings on this, you can, you can express yourself there in the blog. Thanks again.